Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. G'day guys, before we dive into the podcast, just a reminder that today the pre-sale for our Super Coach Winners Win and King Pretender t-shirts closes. That'll be closing at midnight tonight. So if you are keen to jump on and buy yourself a Winners Win t-shirt or get stuck into one of your mates and buy them a King Pretender for the lemon in your competition, jump on to www.rugbyleagueguru.com.au. Those shirts are $35 each or you can buy two for $60. All postage included. Pretty cheap gags there. If you have got a Super Coach draft, day uh, coming up next year. I think this will be sensational for that. I can't wait to rock mine on that day and hand out a couple of lemon shirts. Going to be sensational, guys. As I said, jump on the website if you are keen to grab one of those t-shirts. Pre-sale closes later tonight. Let's kick off the podcast. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. What about those games of footy last night? Unreal stuff. Obviously the Gold Coast Titans bowing out. Had an opportunity to win that on the last play, but to be honest with you, I don't think the Titans should have really been in that contest in the first place. To be honest with you, I thought the Roosters were the much better team. Feel really sorry for Patrick Herbert. I know he's copping a lot online and everyone feels like they would have done made the exact right move and sending screenshots around. Look, he got the ball in the 80th minute. He is absolutely exhausted from an entire game of football. He's had an unreal 18 months or so. He's improved out of sight. He was sort of slanting a little bit. Yes, he should have straightened up, but this is it's one of those situations that you're not really prepared for because you look up and there's just so much space. It feels like you're never going to run out of room. And unfortunately, Patrick Herbert, he did drift. He should have straightened up. He started to drift, which sort of made it hard. He sort of ran David Fafita out of space. David Fafita dropped off. I think if you watch it again closely, you can see he's sort of trying to get the ball off to Fafita, but then he drops off because Herbert runs him out of room. Couldn't get it to Corey Thompson. A great defensive effort by Daniel Tupu, to be perfectly honest with you. Anyone that doesn't understand how good Daniel Tupu is my God, that moment has got to show it there just quietly. Feel sorry for Patrick Herbert. Don't go too heavy on him online. It's a lot easier sitting on your couch trying to nail that than actually being out there in the 80th minute in finals footy, all the pressure on your shoulders. And with so much space, sometimes that can be a negative. I guarantee you, if Patrick Herbert was in a set line with a three-on-two overlap, he knows exactly what to do. He straightens up, he draws. Sometimes in those moments, you can just get a hot head and you can just sort of lose grasp of what's going on. I saw Willie Mason bagging him on Twitter. I thought that was absolutely dog shit, to be perfectly 
perfectly honest with you. Um, some really shit takes coming out off the back of this. Did he handle it perfectly? No. No, no way, yeah. But look, let's not pretend like it's Patrick Herbert's fault. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans, they conceded 25 points. They scored two tries off kick rebounds. They scored another try off a pass that they threw to the ground that no one came up with it. Uh, Brian Kelly came up with some individual brilliance there. And then they had a winger knock on and hand the ball to their front rower a metre out from the try line to score. Look, they were lucky to be there in the first place, in my opinion. But we'll get to that later. Look, let's have a look. And, of course, last night, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, an unreal victory. We'll touch on that later in the week, of course. But South Sydney, very, very impressive. And they have flipped this competition on its head. Not how I saw this going in any way, shape, or form. Not how the Panthers saw this going either. So, Wayne Bennett, it was only a few months ago they got smashed. Uh, I think it was in Dubbo. I think it was on Mudgee. They got absolutely slapped. They brought it in a little bit the last time they played. I think it was about 18 points, and they, they get up this game. So, very impressive from South Sydney. Very well coached by Wayne Bennett, all things considered, without Latrell and everything. So very impressive. Let's have a look at the coach's clipboard heading into today's game. And we have got the Parramatta Eels taking on the Newcastle Knights. We'll go through Adam O'Brien's coach's clipboard first. And the three guys I've got written down here, the first one is the seven, Mitch Moses. Now, Mitch Moses, he does like 80% of the Parramatta Eels kicking. Uh, it will be crucial that they get big pressure on Mitch Moses. Dylan Brown's been a little bit quiet this year. Everything's been coming coming from Mitch Moses, so they need to apply pressure to him. Mitch Moses, with all due respect to him, is the sort of guy that has shown in the past that when it gets down to those crunch moments, the moments that need to be owned, the more pressure you put on him, the less likely he is to come up with that play. So I have no doubt whatsoever Adam O'Brien will be well aware of that. For Mitch Moses, I've got written down, Moses will do at least 70% of the Eels kicking. He needs to be under pressure at all times. Happy to give away an early penalty to let Moses know he has a target on his back. And that's something that I would be doing. I'd be giving away an early penalty. I'd be letting Mitch Moses know that every time he goes to kick a ball, he's going to get whacked. He's going to get hit. I'd be letting him know that the forwards are there and they're ready to really give it to him. If he does run the ball, which I'm sure he will in the early stages, they've got to make sure that he is hit and he feels it because this is the sort of pressure you've got to put under Mitch Moses. Number two, I've got Nathan Brown, uh, their lock forward and the glue in this team. I think it's very underrated how good Nathan Brown is in the era of fantastic lock forwards. He's the one that sort of flies under the radar. He doesn't quite have the ball playing skills of Radley. He doesn't quite have the leg speed of Cam Murray. He doesn't quite have the meters of Jason Tamalolo, but he's probably the third best in all those categories. He's a bit of a he's a bit of a hybrid of all of them, to be honest with you, with a massive engine, a huge work rate as well. He's got an offload. It's not that he's not, he's not the best at all those things, but he's really good at all those things, and it makes him a really, really impressive player, Nathan Brown. I've always been a huge fan of him. I think sometimes he gets a little bit carried away with his ball playing. I think Parramatta, because they've got Paulo and Brown, sometimes they can sort of go a little bit lateral. They're playing their best footy when Nathan Brown is knocking down the front door and going at them. For me, if I'm the Newcastle Knights, I need to slow down Nathan Brown's time. We spoke about Roosters clipboard, Victor Radley. The Roosters are a better side when Victor Radley has time with the football. And you saw that last night. Victor Radley was unreal, laid on a couple of things, set up one try, had a hand in their first try as well. If you give Victor Radley time, the Roosters are dangerous. Same as Nathan Brown. If Nathan Brown has time to hold the football and do his subtle ball playing, that's when you're in trouble with Parramatta. They need to be up in his face. They need to be putting pressure on him, and they cannot allow any offloads out of Nathan Brown and Junior Paulo whilst I'm at it. It's that second-phase footy where the Parramatta Eels will really make you pay. For Nathan Brown, I've got written down here, the glue that holds his team together. Always bends the line, need to wrap up the ball, no offloads. B, 
defenders need to be aware of his subtle ball playing. The more time Brown has, the the better the Parramatta Eels will play. Apply pressure. As I said, your B defenders need to be aware at all times. Nathan Brown, he has got subtle ball playing in him. He can go with that sort of block shape with a Mitch Moses or a Dylan Brown out the back, and he can either hit the front man or out the back. You need to be aware of both. The key defender is that B-man. He needs to make the right decisions. It can be a real testing time, though, because Nathan Brown, he can beat you with a short pass, he can beat you with a pass out the back, or he can just run over the top of you as well and get a quick play the ball. So Nathan Brown, he's going to be crucial, and I have no doubt Adam O'Brien, he will have a plan in place to deal with Browning. Number three is their skipper and their fullback, Clint Gutherson. Now, I've said a number of times that I don't think he has the high-end skill set of a lot of the fullbacks in the game. We're talking Tedesco, Trevojevic, these sort of guys, and that's not really an insult to Clint Gutherson. It just shows how good these guys are. Clint Gutherson, he's the top of the next tier for me. But the one thing about Gutho is that he is built on effort. He will be there on every single play. And if there is ever a half opportunity with an offload with Brown or with Paulo, you can bet your dick that this guy will be there, Clint Gutherson. He will be pushing through the middle. He will be taking them on. So the Knights, they need to be on high alert all the time on Clint Gutherson. There might be more explosive guys in the one jersey in this competition, but there's no one that will be there more consistently than Clint Gutherson. You will not see the Parramatta Eels make a break without Gutho pushing through and support. This is what makes him so good. It's the effort areas. For Clint Gutherson, if there is a half opportunity anywhere, you know Gutho will be pushing up there. Need to always be watching Gutho and when possible, always force to pass instead of run. So his running game is obviously the strong point of his game for me with Clint Gutherson. As I said, I don't think he's got this high and skill set of peeling off these threes and twos consistently. So you want to force him to pass. For me, if they do get an, in an opportunity where it's a three on two, I want to make Gutho land that cutout pass or land that skilled pass because sometimes you will get an error out of him. That would be my target if I was a Newcastle Knights. But at no point do I want to see Gutho burn us and go through the middle of us th- through a block play. I want us to force him to pass or we push him backwards. That's how I would be dealing with him. So Adam O'Brien, my three guys to watch in this Parramatta Eels side, Mitch Moses, Nathan Brown and Clint Gutherson. Now let's move to Brad Arthur. Brad Arthur obviously having an unreal season. They finished fifth or fourth or fifth, sorry, is it fifth? No, sixth. Finished sixth this year. Uh, Beat the Melbourne Storm a couple of weeks ago. Very impressive. A lot of people like myself have sort of questioned whether this team is ready to own the big stages and it starts with the Newcastle Knights. Now for me, the three spots that I've got written down that I think Brad Arthur will be targeting. Number one will be Kalen Ponga. Obviously, when he gets to that left edge with a bit of space and a bit of time, he is just so dangerous. He will be looking to skip on the outside of that edge back rower, which for me is very interesting because they haven't got Isaiah Papali, They haven't got Ryan Madison, two of their best defenders there. So I think it's going to be very interesting how that one's going to play out. Personally, I think Brad Arthur might have made a bit of a mistake here, but he knows better than me. So we'll see how it plays out. But for Papali and Ryan Madison not to be starting in the back row a really strange move to me especially when you have to mark a guy like KP when he is going down that right that down that left edge whoever the right edge second rower is they need to be aware and they can't let him skip outside because if they do skip outside all of a sudden he creates a one-on-one or an overlap and when he does that it's just a simple dish off to Bradman Best or the defense is aware of Bradman Best. They know that he's not a one-man job, so they shrink in on him. And KP, he can nail that right-to-left cutout pass every day of the week. So 
big pressure on the Parramatta Eels' right edge. They've proven this year and last year that their edges is where they can struggle, especially in big games. So that defense is going to be massive for them this week. I have no doubt that Brad Arthur would have spoken about that a heap this week. And that right winger, right center, right edge back rower, they will be under a lot of pressure to hold this side down. For KP, I've got written the Knights most dangerous player. KP plays his best footy on the Knights left edge. Huge threat for the Eels, Eels edge defense. Has struggled this year don't ball watch with Ponga. You cannot ball watch. You've got to get up. You've got to force him to make a decision. You've got to hold your man as well. You can't hang off him, though. If he skips outside you and you, and you keep sliding, those inside defenders, they've got to keep moving. Even if he skips outside you, you've got to keep tracking on him. You've got to close that gate. Or KP, he will make you pay every single day of the week. Number two for Brad Arthur, and I think this one is massive. I consider putting this one up at number one, but KP's skill set is just too high for me. Number two, I've got the Saifiti brothers. Jacob and Daniel. Daniel emerged on the scene a couple of years ago to play State of Origin. Everyone laughed. Everyone giggled. He's now one of the premier front rowers in our game. For me... I think Jacob Saifiti right now is better than what Daniel Saifiti was when he got picked for Origin. So Jacob is right up there with the best props in our game. I would probably put him in the top 10, to be perfectly honest with you. I think he flies under the radar a lot. He's obviously a tier under his brother, the Haases, the Junior Paulos, the Papalis, these sort of guys. But I would have him sort of in that next five or so players. I think he's unreal, and I think he's had a massive season. Close to the line, that can be really damaging. But it's through the middle that you need to stop these guys. They've both got a really good offload. They both just manage to generate momentum, get a quick play the ball. You need to stop their momentum. You need to put them on their back. If you can stop that, it really does nullify the likes of Mitchell Pearce and Kalen Ponger as well. So a massive, massive test. It's a lot harder for KP to get on the front foot if they're not going through the middle. So for me, a lot of this game comes down to Regan Campbell-Gillard, Junior Paulo and Nathan Brown, especially in that first 25 minutes, really aiming up against the two Saifidi boys. They really need to make it count. I'll mention Connor Watson in a minute, but because he's playing lock forward, it means that they are going without another big middle. So these two are the guys that you really need to target and you really need to dominate them through the middle, especially in the first 20 minutes. There's going to be a lot of pressure on them early to, to generate a lot of meters and they need to go after them. They need bodies in the tackles, no offloads, put them on their backs. For me, what I've got written down on the sheet here, the Saifidi brothers are the glue that holds this team together. Paulo, RCG and Brown really need to take it to these two. Get the Saifidis on the back foot and Newcastle will struggle. That's the key to Newcastle. You get these front rowers on the back foot. It's really hard for Piercy and then KP to get on the front of. So that would be my aim if I was Brad Arthur. Number three, I just mentioned him, Connor Watson. He's the X factor. He's the wild card in this footy side. We've been saying for years that we think Connor Watson has to be playing 13. It's taken a little bit longer than what it should have, in my opinion, but he is finally there, and I think you can see just how damaging he's been this season. He's really suited to the modern game. Now, he's a guy that's a little bit erratic. He's a run-first, pass-second sort of footballer, so you need to be aware, especially around the ruck, whenever Connor Watson is on, it's like the old walkers-on, walkers-on alert. You just need to have eyes on him. Your markers and your A defenders, they have to be ready, because he will sniff out an opportunity anytime he can. If I was coaching against the Newcastle Knights, I would have a call that we all scream out as soon as you see Connor Watson getting a dummy half because sometimes he'll shove Jaden Braley. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah, he'll jump in there, and you know what that means. He's taking off and he's going. This Whatever this call is, it might be Watson, whatever the hell it is, it means that your A defenders and your two markers, they need to be alert on either side of the ruck, and they need to shut this down straight away. If there's an offload, we get second phase footy. You, you can bet that Connor Watson, he's going to be hovering around the ruck, and he can be so destructive. As I said, he's a run first, pass second sort of footballer, so you need to be well aware of him all the time, and you cannot fall for his dummies. You know he's going to take you on very rarely. Rarely does Connor Watson pass. He will always back himself in these situations, which personally I don't think is a negative. But as a defensive side, you have to be aware of it. So there's no point hanging off him. I would rather us all gang in on Connor Watson. And if he passes, he passes. So be it. But most of the time when he gets in the heat of the moment, he can sense something is on. Connor Watson goes for himself. If I'm Brad Arthur, these are the three guys that I'm watching. Well, the four guys. Kalen Pong is number one for me. The, the, the Just the highlight reel on this tie, side, the icing on the cake, the guy that you need to stop. The Saifidi brothers, these guys are the cake. KP's the icing. The Saifidi brothers, they are the cake. If you can stop them, you change the whole momentum in this side. You put Newcastle on the back foot. And three, Connor Watson, probably the cherry on top. The little bit of the wild card that you need to watch around the ruck. He can really break this game open at any moment if you're not paying attention to him. As I said, he's a run-first footballer, though. Teams need to be well aware of this. For me... I am going to take the Parramatta Eels in this one. I think they will get the job done. I think it'll be a really close affair. A game that I won't be betting on because I'm not overly confident which way it's going to go. But I just think the Parramatta Eels with a little bit more experience in their side, uh, I think they will get the job done. But I've got to tell you, I'd be a lot more confident if they picked a slightly different side. I can't believe Ryan Madison's not in the side, and I can't believe Papali'i's not in the side. As I said, I won't be betting on this game because the more I talk about it, the more I think maybe the Newcastle Knights can pull something off here. Uh, I was obviously wrong about South Sydney last night, wrong by a mile. They were really impressive. It might have rattled me a little bit because I'm not sure what's going to happen in this game. I was really confident with that one last night, but this game, it could go either way. Really looking forward to it, though. A really evenly matched game. I know we've had blowouts all year, and we've all blamed the rules and stuff. I'll tell you what, when you saw the Penrith Panthers and the South Sydney Rabbitohs go last night, two evenly matched sides, how good was it? Yeah, it was unreal. And this is when you get two good sides that are evenly matched. This is where these rules really come to life. I think this game will be very similar. Cannot wait for this one. Hopefully both sides show up. Season's on the line. Sudden death footy, backs against the wall. This is what you want to see from Rugby League. Cannot wait for this one. I'm going to take the Parramatta Eels, but I'm far from confident. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 